and welcome to Shoes Off No Cap, a podcast where we talk about all things dance. Last week, we had Aisha Marissa on this podcast to talk about her dance journey and her experience studying in London, as well as the dance culture there. She had to come back to Malaysia in her second year in 2020 due to none other than Miss Arona. And that's when she had to switch to online learning. Now, bear in mind that she took a dance course which requires the student to have space and physically attend training sessions. So in this episode, Shah shares her struggles and how eventually she made online dance learning more comfortable for herself. We also asked her some random questions towards the end and she gave really, really good answers. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, take your shoes off and let's dive deep into online dance learning with no cap. All right, so we talked about your dance education. Tragically, like Shah, she was in London. Okay, okay, oh. okay. And then suddenly she's back here in Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> your time in London has been drastically cut short due to the pandemic. Oh, yeah. you know, can you, can you like, you know, cerita a bit more about that? Today, cerita sendiri. First year, second year. It was at the end of my second year when coronavirus hit the world. <laughs> so at that time, thankfully, like I think it was the beginning of 2020. Alhamdulillah, we get to finish all of our like exams and shows and everything. But my my year group, so we created this dance performance piece. It was like a collaboration work and we actually got chosen to showcase it at the Move It stage it was like this huge dance event in London but right when that happened that was when like London was hit with Corona Miss Rona everything started to just like they cancelled everything so they cancelled the event we couldn't go on campus you know so everyone had to like uh, quarantine at that time of course I was a bit scared so we I didn't really get to finish off my year properly so it was like at the end of my second year was already like oh what's happening you know so then few weeks after that I finished my second year and then I was just in my room <laughs> I was in my small little apartment and I was telling my parents like what should I do because I initially I planned to take a few summer camps and then do a, a bit of a like workshops you know and stay there lah. but now since everything is closed I really didn't know like what I should do and why like why should I stay there and stuff like that so I did talk to my parents and plan everything and then they decided to fly me back so I fly back to Malaysia knowing that in my head I'm like it's okay I'm gonna be back so I literally left like two days after I talked to my parents we straight away buy the um, earlier flight back so I packed what I can and I left everything behind so mm. uh, all of my stuff is there <laughs> And then I was like, it's okay, I'm going to be back. Are they still there? Like all your stuff? They're still there. (laughs) Did you put them in storage or something? Yeah, yeah. So there was this guy there. So he helped pack everything. He helped put it in a storage unit until I get back. But yeah, I can't be paying rent, you know, until don't know when. (laughs) Yeah, so that was sad. But like, I think, what really screwed me up was the mentality of it's okay I'm gonna be back you know and I don't know why 
I don't know why in my head I was like, it's okay, this will blow over soon, you know, or like in a, in three months. I was like, it's okay. So I went back. The trip back itself was really scary, <laughs> you know, like everyone was wearing the, the suit on the flight, lah, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on with the world? So I came back to Malaysia, did my COVID test. That, that one also really messed me up. You know, mm. I stayed with my parents and I was mm. like, oh man, like I really don't want to bring the virus back or anything. At that point, it was just mentally, um, mentally hard. Yeah. Yeah. and when I didn't really quarantine? at home <laughs> at that time <laughs> at they, yeah they allowed us to quarantine at home so oh, which oh, month was yeah. this? this was in March okay yeah, uh, March so Malaysia at that time was still like baru-baru <laughs> oh we went mm-hmm. in, in lockdown yet is it? Ah, uh, not yet. Oh, I think. okay, okay. I remember going to a drive-thru to get my test done. Mm. So we, I, I went with my brother because we went back at the same time. So mm. we came back, we quarantined at home and at that time, I just didn't want to dance. I was like, oh my gosh, it was so scary. And then it was my, well, I think it was summer break or something. After a few weeks, like adapting to the lockdown and everything. And when mm. I knew I was safe, we started to interact normally in the house and then I think that's when I'm like okay I want to dance again and that's when I tried to take my first online dance class Ooh, which was bad I was like mm, this is not for me and then again I stopped dancing for a while until we had our meeting for the third year so our final year group so the, my teachers announced to us that okay we cannot be on campus for our final year all the learning will be shifted like online and that was when I started to break down I was like what and then London at that time they weren't doing so well so I know like I wasn't sure so I'm like okay so am I not going back and at the same time since my uni has announced that everything is going to be online I was thinking like if I go back and we cannot even go on campus so I was thinking about where where will I take classes you know like my apartment is so small I can't even do anything there and then I was like, do I stay here? Because yeah, at least I can make some space at home. So I was talking to my parents, we were planning and then I decided to stay. Lah. And that's when I had to move my things out of the apartment and I stopped paying rent at that moment. Okay, then I had to adapt with learning online. <laughs> so then because my techniques, we had ballet, we had uh, Graham, we had Cunningham and it's like all these contemporary dance techniques where it requires space and I think the first week back doing classes I really came into it like blindly like I didn't know what to expect I didn't know what to prepare and it was my first time using Zoom so it was a mess like my camera wasn't on for class things were so messy I didn't I was taking class in my room because I outside was the gym before and then my teacher sat this all down and talked about like ethics in dance class and they were saying they were teaching us in a way where doesn't mean it's online you don't apply what you usually apply in a normal dance class you know you still need to dress appropriately you still need to you know be on time you still need to you know have a nice space and make sure that your space is safe and things like that and then you know after hearing all of that that's when I was like okay I think I really need to put in the effort as well because I think like the first few classes looking at my teacher and how because they are trying so hard to engage with us and then everyone is just turning off their camera you know black screen Mm -hmm. and I felt so bad and I was like oh my gosh like imagine 
this if I'm in the teacher's position and you know no one wants to interact with me like and then somehow we are dance or we are doing dance you know like we need to see the body move <laughs> like the shift was the hardest but with the right like effort and preparation and you know I think it was needed lah to to make the shift so after that I had all my classes and modules like online and initially for my final year because I majored in dance performance we were supposed to have like this big performance at Arts uh, Depot in London we didn't get to do that <laughs> we have like international students there were also students there but at the end of like my final year they already separated us like into like these groups where like the international students the students who don't get to go back and then the people who are in London so the people who I in London get to film something outside outdoors mm. whereas for us international uh, students we need to film something lah from our end so it was a bit sad because like you know we, we're alone we don't get to dance with any of our friends whereas the people in London they still get to dance yeah. together that was really sad our final year performance became like a, a dance on film mm. so everything became like a zoom showing you know so day lah you know I was really looking forward to that because oh my final yeah. Yeah. my graduation performance and I was really looking forward to throw my graduation hat <laughs> do you kind of feel regret that you didn't stay not really I think if I would have stayed there like I wouldn't have space I think it was right for me to stay here but of course mm. I wish that I went back at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> but what if, what if you stayed though? Like, could you make space in your apartment? Not really. I think it, it was, I can, but I don't think I would I would have a space like I would have here now mm. in my house. Here, I had my parents to support me, you know, to like help shift things and stuff like that. And I had friends like, you know, Isa even helped me with the Wi-Fi connection and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> After I made those kind of uh, little changes, not little, I would say big changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my online learning experience was like, it was good. Like, I feel like, okay, I'm so excited to take class. Like, I was so excited to learn and train. It really helped lah in a way. And then I had my graduation show online. And then our graduation ceremony is postponed to next year. So hopefully, inshallah, we get to go back next year when everything's okay maybe then yeah then I, I'm here until now <laughs> yeah mm. so that was my final year it was <laughs> <laughs> was interesting yeah. it's an interesting experience yeah <laughs> I never would have imagined it to be like that but, you know. every time you tell me this story I always feel like very kasihan you know because uh, yeah, I, I, I mean yeah, you're supposed to be there for like three plus years you know and I mean I know as, as privileged as we are you know having a university experience is one of those things that you'll never ever have ever again mm-hmm. and suddenly it just it just gets cut short within the span of such such few days like it's in March and then like March 1st of March because I still remember my March as well March 2020 like the 1st of March we were like training extremely hard for comp and then at 3rd of March yeah. we did it and then just the next week itself just things just turn sideways yeah. completely yeah, yeah. It's hard enough to study mm. in person, you know, like, and then, and then now you have to do it online where you have to be like 100% engaged all the time. Mm. It, it's it's a dance course, you know. Yeah, exactly. your, your Your teachers are not there to thing. measure or, or to check out your form, your posture, your yeah, timing. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So major, major props to you, Sha. Really, really, really. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Major <laughs> thank props thank to you. you. Do you have any other tips for like to help people who want to make the transition from physical class to online learning? How we can like make online learning a much better experience? The 
first thing for like this online learning is definitely you yourself. You kind of need to accept, you know, the reality first and make that shift for yourself. I know, Acceptance. Like, honestly, for me, my biggest mental block was, ah, I don't need to do this now. Like I will get to do that. Like everything's going to be okay. You know, like I keep telling myself that. So it kind of disturbed my prep to kind of shift stuff. So first thing I would say is just to, yeah, accept reality and be like, okay, this is how I, I need to take classes. This is how I need to learn. So your mental shift, like, I guess, is the most important one first. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you see what you can work with. For example, your space. Like that's the most important thing for us dancers, right? The space. So yeah. like, go, you know, like maybe go around your house and see like, ooh, where, where is the best space for me to dance? First, acknowledging like the space, you know, your safety and then the flooring. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you have a mirror, you maybe want to place it somewhere. Uh, and then also the speaker and then the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Honestly, oh, Wi-Fi is a big thing. Like I, oh, I never would have thought that it would bother me so much taking class especially on zoom you know like the mm-hmm. teacher need to see you and then you also need to see what the teacher is teaching and if the lag oh the lag is so annoying like <laughs> at one point i was crying because of the lag like we were learning our exam combination and it was stuck and i'm like oh my gosh and i just started crying because i was so pissed you know <laughs> and i'm like what can i do I keep buying internet and I'm like, hey. so knowing what you need, especially because it's internet, right? So you need to know like, okay, your connection needs to be strong and things like that. So, and then after that, make the shift. Huh? For example, like for me personally, thankfully I have space. So I told my parents, is it okay if we move the gym elsewhere so I can use the mirror for my dancing, especially mm-hmm. because it's my final year. I think it's important for me to have that space. So they agreed. So we moved everything and then I, you know, adjust the Wi-Fi and stuff. So I have a proper place where I can dance and learn without any like disturbance. But I do also know a few of my friends who in London, you know, like they have to take class like in a small space. So what they do is they will usually time their classes. So they plan, okay, this week I have this class at this time, at this time. So this Mm -hmm. class, uh, it doesn't travel a lot or, you know, like I don't need a lot of space. So what they do is they just move their bed for a bit. They shift lah. So it's, it's mostly the preparation is important, I think. And then for some, like you need to travel in that uh, in that class. So they will go to the park or they will go outside somewhere. I guess planning ahead is important. Mm-hmm. So knowing like what class you're going to take and then see what you need from there. And then Zoom especially, you really mm-hmm. need to test. Like mm-hmm. you really need to have like a technical run. Because <laughs> I know a lot of people don't know how the camera works, speaker and stuff like that. It's actually really important important line the learning so of course for online learning it's different i've heard a lot of comments where like oh i don't vibe off you know i don't really feel mm-hmm. the connection and stuff like that definitely but at the same time it is the best that you can get at this time so as much as you want to receive from the screen you also need to give you know that's like mm-hmm. another thing that people don't really think about for example when they off their camera like I know this gets a bit confusing because like some students don't feel comfortable like because you know it's a, it's a new thing and that's okay but especially if you want to demand like oh I, I want to vibe I want to vibe then you also need you know you also need to open your camera you also need to like be present in that call because it's the same like dance videos you know how some people say um when they dance in real life oh now 
nampak like so best. But then when when they see them on the recording, they're like, oh my gosh, like no energy like that. Just the same <laughs> for Zoom classes also. You need to give that like extra, extra. <laughs> I think people like Malu to turn on the camera because ah. like it's 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 like okay in in studio you don't actually like be upfront and the the pancit gutu. On Zoom, it's like your face is there. <laughs> Exactly. It gets uncomfortable, but yeah, yeah. that is something that you know if they want to experience something different, lah. You know, you gotta mm. gotta do that. So, do you just use your laptop, or you hook it up to like a TV or monitor, something like that, to make it bigger for your class? For my class, I took an old TV to bring it up. So yeah, I do oh, connect nice, it to nice. the TV, but. Sometimes when like, for example, when I know I don't need the visuals a lot, so I would just mm. put the laptop there. La. So it depends uh, on I the see. class. Yeah, But yeah. it helps though. Yes. Oh my gosh, it has a good point. It helps. If you feel like you really want to be immersed in that, you know, class, like, oh, plug it in your TV or something bigger so you feel like you're mm-hmm. there. You know? <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I don't. I don't do that because like I. I didn't really think about like bringing a TV in and connecting to a TV. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. because like, I have a yeah, I have a TV in the living room. But usually like I mean I'm not comfortable dancing in the living room mm. where people can see mm. me like my family. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's another thing. I think we talked about this is us like in the mm. previous episode. Like, we need like besides yeah. space, we need that privacy as well private just, space yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. private yeah, space yeah. to like be comfortable dancing because like not everyone yeah. numb together with their family or whatever or in my case like my tv is outside and mm-hmm. i can't mm. bring it in <laughs> so i just <laughs> rely on my laptop yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah or if it's on instagram it's the phone which is like small small large small yeah that's why like yeah. i didn't have like motivation learning from instagram mm. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like uh, what what Zira would do for the, our online mm. trainings, she would log in, but on two devices. One device is like her computer, so because I, okay. she has a big screen, and then she okay. uses that to like uh, focus on the instructor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like the other small device is just to, like a bit closer, so that like uh, instructor can see her. So ah, that's another yeah, way yeah, of doing yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like different like creative. So basically, what I have is like I have mm-hmm. my iPad on an on an arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, a mechanical arm not my arm you know, <laughs> mechanical arm <laughs> yeah so and then and then I have a snap on one of those snap on uh, wide angle lenses yeah so, so I clap that over like my rear camera iPad rear camera and then I let that to point towards the mirror in my room yeah so it reflects towards me who's standing like a bit further back and I find that, that that's quite a good stopgap measure between like being close mm-hmm. enough to the screen to see it but mm-hmm. further away enough for the teacher to see your movement You know what? I think yeah. I can understand why people kind of like feel like quitting dance or tak ada mood nak dance because it mm-hmm. takes such an effort to learn uh-huh. new techniques or tactics of yeah. like making this conducive. Like yeah. not everyone yeah, can right, spend yeah. time, you know, yeah, because they yeah, have, yeah. they're so busy with their own lives. Pre-pandemic, it's like they go to the studio, that's it. They invest in that. Now they have to invest uh-huh. yeah. in new tech and mm-hmm. buy yeah, something yeah, else yeah. and learn how to, yeah, make it more conducive yeah. for them. Yeah. So oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, it comes down to your effort, right? But then it's so sad juga lah because like this pandemic divides those who can actually mm. make that effort and those who can't yeah, because yeah. of other reasons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> But you know, Shah said that you know we just have to accept this is this is how it's going yeah. to be. You know? In a way, it kind of so like differentiate those sad. those who's like really into dance and those who don't. <laughs> No yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. you're right, and it's like I 
I forgot who, but like I remember talking to someone about this, but how they feel like like for working out, like they feel like they need to do it even at home, so they don't care by hook or by crook, they will still find a way to work out, you know, because it's a mm-hmm. for their healthy living, right? Mm-hmm. But like yeah. for dance, on the other hand, they feel like oh, I'm not like suddenly it's it's just a hobby, so they feel like ah, oh, I can cancel that hobby, you know, because mm-hmm. it's so tough yeah. now, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you're so right. <laughs> yeah, I was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's valid because dance is a social activity. Mm-hmm. We find ways to to, to solve problems. Yeah. You know, that's what, if there's that's a will, there's a way. That's the way. That's the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of negativity associated with online learning. Like we we all know that it's not as good as the real deal. You know, like hands down between attending an online learning class by like, let's say like Lal Beniga or Sean Evaristo. And then there's an in, in real life, in your person, your class, you know, by Aisha Marisa. I would go for the Aisha Marisa one 10 times out of 10. Really, really, really. And you can substitute Aisha Marisa with uh, any other dance also. But yeah. Online learning sucks compared to the real thing. But I am sure there are some positive aspects about it, right? Yeah. Okay, so Sha, what do you think are some of those positive aspects? I feel like online learning, we have the full control of like how we want our learning to be and how how you want to learn. Especially if like you take classes, like you take a building block or mural training program, like it's pre-recorded. So mm-hmm. you have like that. You can, you know, take class at your own time and you can perfect it until you're satisfied compared to like you know a normal class where you kind of just get what you get and you know like if you start up at that class kind of then you know that that's it you know but you still can take home as homework uh, don't get me wrong <laughs> but like it's like that it's just that period of class time whereas online learning it's like it's just you and it's yeah. very one-sided you know it, that that's also like a con but you know it's, it's very one-sided but you can do so many things with that you can be strict with yourself you can like like be strict with yourself in terms of don't move on until you perfect that area or mm. like until you get that count right and yeah. honestly that has helped me a lot like I feel like in normal classes I would learn the combo and if there's like this certain part where I, I either don't get the arms or the footwork I will do my own thing you know and still like okay I, I'm just gonna change it and then perform it at the end whereas when I take like an online class mm-hmm. I will make sure I get that down and you know so I'm strict with myself in that sense so I, it mm-hmm. kind of improves you know that that detailed part of a dancer mm-hmm. and then you also have uh, you can take classes from overseas teachers <laughs> you know how we've always been talking uh, like last time I remember back in like when after, after Bethesda I was like man if only I can you know have the money to travel like to Japan or you know to U- LA or anywhere US but you know it takes a lot of you need to pay for the flight like your accommodation like. now we can just access that on our phone yeah I know it's different but you know it's still a class in a way (laughs) yeah I I recently took CJ Salvador's wait Ah. CJ Salvador <laughs> when your class, when your class on oh. Steezy, so I felt oh. good about it. Yeah, there are there are a lot. So that is another one thing that you can take classes from anyone. You know, there's so many options now for us. Usually, before this, for myself also, I wouldn't know how to do all this tech stuff. Like I wouldn't even bother to edit my own videos or film myself. You know, it's always like I, I'll get someone to do it for me or you know something like that. But then now we have to learn how to use Zoom. You know, you kind have to be more in 
touch with your devices and stuff like that. So we learn more how to edit stuff. A lot of dancers have a shift towards that more just because they feel like, oh, during the pandemic, you know, like, you know, all you can do is, you know, film yourself and edit stuff. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, to create content, la, in other words, because we can't really perform or go out and do shows. Yeah, yeah. So that's another pro, I would say. I, I learned how to make posters. I learned how to edit my video. So I'm like, okay, this is something new. I, I don't think if the pandemic doesn't happen, I don't think I would have learned all that, honestly. So mm. you get more knowledgeable in terms of like our internet stuff. <laughs> Do you think that um, online international instructor classes are threatening our local instructors? Wow. Uh, no, <laughs> I would say no. Teachers have their own um, style and their own like techniques. So like as a student, of course it's their choice, but like for example, they should know lah, like, okay, maybe if I want to take classes from this international instructor, you know, I need to kind of, maybe it's hard to jump straight away, you know, so they kind of, maybe I need to take this teacher first, you know, kind of know what you need to prepare, you know, instead of, but it's not wrong also if they kind of just want to go take the international teachers class but also knowing like what they need la, to prepare because there's a lot of our local instructors also they're doing uh, online classes as well yeah uh, like Abang Faru I saw like he has such a nice uh, poster though like, yeah. he has he has a class and then I, I can't remember I can't name any other names but like, I keep seeing a few uh, Luke, <laughs> yeah, Luke as well he does, uh, 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 Luke, he does online yeah. class Babel the existence of all these uh, online instructors you know like they, they don't threaten mm. Our, our local instructors at all put it that way then yeah I, I definitely <laughs> I used to teach online classes weekly before I think that was mm. like earlier this year but now it's just like pop up so like once in a while and then the reason being is because we don't get enough students why do you think that is because definitely they they have access to a broader a broader option but at the same time of course the learning the shifting online has also affected the students to lies I don't know what else lah but like maybe they find new teachers that works with them that they can learn online or maybe they want to explore different teachers you know like maybe the local teachers they like oh, okay I've attended you know Shah's class like in person online so now I kind of want to try other stuff I'd love to support our local instructors as well local classes but there just mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be any now <laughs> nah, yeah out there I think everyone's just like chilling and waiting for studios to open again <laughs> Even when studios reopen again also, I'm not so sure whether like I would go Go. for now. Good. Again, our community. Yeah, again, this comes back to the support thing, right? And the appreciation. Say someone wants to take out online classes, right? Who or which classes do you recommend? So this is coming from me. I would definitely suggest seeing more. um, I would suggest... attend like a live class maybe attend an online class and experience that first so know like how you interact because it's a life so it's gonna get you pumped up a little bit more so that one maybe keep up to date lah with the social media posters and stuff but in terms of like online training you can always get a mural training program that is what I'm currently doing as well Mm-hmm. I highly mm-hmm. suggest that because it's very broad. Mm-hmm. You have ballet, contemporary, and then down to the techniques of popping, house, and then tons of choreography classes. So it's like, for me, that's 
a full package lah. Like I can practice, uh, you know, my techniques and my basics at the same time. I can learn for you. And then you have building block. And then like what Isa uh, take Vanilla Capsule, Diana take Easy. That's mm-hmm. a good platform. So all these platforms are very like big lah. I think a lot of dancers have talked about this and it's doing during this pandemic. So that's good. But you can also attend like the the close training like uh, the Matos Dance Company that one. And then you also have Isas with Gina, mm-hmm. Gina Michaels. Yeah, Gina Michael, yo, my seafood. Uh-huh. So things like that, you know, get yourself into those maybe groups, you know, like those uh, close training where you get to train with a group of people if you want people. For the local dancing, of course, keep up with the classes that they are offering. I'm not sure what's happening now, but I know like Babel has ongoing classes and then you have like Dance Tech, Dance Pal. I would suggest all this lah. Why I suggest Mayoral? Because um, Dylan has this thing where he gives you feedback like uh, one-on-one. Mm. So you can take videos and he has this Discord channel where all the participating <laughs> members are inside there. So you, you can either send your videos there so the community can give you feedback back can just ask questions on there and be like hey guys I'm taking this class now so it's, it's a big community like there's a few people mm-hmm. on there I like it because it gives me the option of doing the class on my own but at the same time I still get to talk to people who's doing the same thing so if you want you can tell Dylan and then he will get a time slot to have a Zoom call and you know talk about your progress and stuff like that so I find that really helpful because like I also take building block and also uh, oh I didn't pay for TV but I think I took one of their free class it's good like honestly I think all those platforms are really good it's just that I find it more helpful when I kind of can interact more like rather than just learning it blindly like that. But how much do you pay? Yeah. My one, I take three months. So every three months, I pay £30. So that is a grand. Wow, £150. Yeah, for three months. So you can access everything. Not bad, actually. You don't have to pay extra if you want to like get his feedback. Yeah, oh, okay, so he okay. has this, yeah. You just have to... I haven't done that. I have to... I'll look up on that and let you know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where this comes in. I don't know why I didn't see this just now. But me, the time zone difference. Ooh. Especially if you take like live classes. I know it was a struggle for me because like my final year, you know, we had to attend live classes all the time because at that time it was crucial for me to make it work. Sometimes I stay out until like 5 a.m. Yeah. Things like that. So that was hard. But also when they have workshops like um, Paris Gobel and all, I had like online classes. It was like what, 4 a.m. for us? <laughs> so like that was one of the struggles. Lah. But I don't know how we can make it work. But somehow if you really want it, like what Diana said, as a will, that's a way. <laughs> just stay out or find some, some way to record that class. And, you know. I was just telling them before you came in that like some of the kids from my Ascendant group, because they live in Europe. So like our training mm. on Thursdays is uh, 10 a.m. our time, 12, uh-huh. 12 p.m. Australian time. And it's like 4 a.m. on their time. You know, like oh they literally get God. up at, at 4 a.m. just to dance. Uh-uh. Mm. Wow. So, so it's like yeah. all of us like, like there's, there's, there's sunlight outside on our, yeah. our Zoom 
zoom cameras and then for them it's like dark <laughs> but they they really give they still give that 100% right like, yeah mm. and i think that's so special i think that for me also even when when i take classes with my teachers and stuff like we know like we know same thing like you say we can see some sunlight some gelap malam but we're all there at the same time and i find that so like special I don't know like something magical and also yeah, like different times so much like one one of you like ah, in the future another in the past yeah. exactly oh and like, hey guys I'm, I'm, in, I'm on Thursday I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like mm, it's still Wednesday for us Oh, and you can see all how we respond and react also because we know some of them baru bangun pagi <laughs> so you, you can see it they're like so lazy some are eating drinking milk lah and what and then you have us who you know we're at night and <laughs> dah penat lah you know it's dah so penat, weird baru makan <laughs> ya how's your sleeping oh. schedule right now oh, now okay I wouldn't say that bad but before when I was doing my final year wow ooh so bad <laughs> so, so bad because like um, there was at one my one week usually at that time I have like mengaji classes at 9am in the morning oh, and then my class will end 2am or sometimes if I have dance society it ends at like 5am so I only have like 2 hours to kind of sleep 3 hours and I have to wake up already because that's not because I am doing my final year you know we're here in Malaysia so I'm still like living my life here <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like so hard to manage that ooh That was like the hardest period of time for me lah. Okay, random questions, you know. <laughs> Number one, okay. you have really good skin <laughs> according to a lot of people. What is your skincare oh routine? God. I can vouch for that. <laughs> so funny oh my gosh but yes skincare routine guys is really important <laughs> what is my skincare routine yeah yeah like morning routine and the night routine juga <laughs> I make sure to wash my face I think one of the things that stuck with me is what my mom always tell me don't sleep with your face uh, full of makeup and stuff so I make sure that in the morning I do my morning skincare at night I do my night skincare but my secret is uh. doctor secret <laughs> It's the skincare brand lah. Oh, okay. I really <laughs> What brand is it? No, oh, Doctor Secret. Oh, that's a brand. Yeah. <laughs> that's a brand, yeah. My friend, uh, Ching, who studies dance in London with me, she introduced me to this brand and introduced me to this routine. So I have like, you know, like, you know, where you put on your toner first lah and stuff like that. So the, the normal things. But yeah, she really helped me develop my skincare routine. So Hit her up if you want to. What is the name Dr. of the brand? Not the secret. Yeah. Not oh, the secret. Can, can we get it here? Yeah, yeah you can. Shopee. Yeah, she's, she's from Joho. Yeah. Uh, oh. I don't think it's from Shopee, but she will ship it to you lah here. I don't know. I think oh. it's from Singapore. Good. Probably can look for it on her more or something like that. Yes, mm. yes. Doctor Secret. Can you okay. expand more on your like routine? Like what do you start oh, with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she wants details. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> In the morning when I wake up, so drink water. Water is important. Okay. <laughs> drink water, get that in your system and then you know, oh yes, most importantly, get enough sleep. <laughs> yeah. Get enough sleep, drink water. That's like the main thing, I think. Even if you put like products on your face. Yeah. Anyway, after I wake up, wash my face, then I put the toner on first. Sometimes if I feel a bit fancy, I'll 
put on a mask. Okay, the mask. Okay, I have really good mask where it's like natural product. So it's like black tea. I think that's um, it's like very fruity also. And it oh, it's so good. Like I don't know, my skin feels so good. Ooh, mm. so nice. So that that's what I usually put on if I have time. If not, then I'll just go into like the usual toner and then serum and then what call it eye cream and moisturizer and most importantly sunblock. <laughs> my mom always say even if you're in the house, wear sunblock. Twenty <laughs> five couple, you know, because like you know Malaysia sun is it's hot. Mm. So like it just protect that and then you know then I go out biasa 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 until malam and then again uh, removing the makeup I use this stick where it's also a natural ingredient punya makeup remover but it's like coconut and coffee bean punya seeds mm. that has been like blended oh that really removed my face I don't remove what brand my is face it? yeah kawan <laughs> remove your face yeah what brand is it to remove your face. <laughs> Okay, that brand I need to go and look at it. But um, do you want me to get it? I don't know. I uh, know it's okay. <laughs> okay, but it's, I, I forgot the brand. But it's it's a Malaysian brand. And then I come out and do my night routine. So night routine, I usually use moisturizer that's a bit thicker, mm-hmm. so that when I sleep, you know, my mom always say when you sleep, that's when your face repairs itself. You know, mm. so you get a little bit of nice cream there. Nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know. I know. A lot of people say. <laughs> okay. Funny story. Uh, we had a shoot. It was a, a Zepo punya shooting, and then uh, we were staying in like this place. Uh, apa tu? Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And like, I brought my whole skincare <laughs> product <laughs> to the place, and I had to make sure that I do my routine like <laughs> before I go to sleep and stuff like that. And then like the girls were like. Eh, Wow, like so much effort. Like, why could why don't you just put on your moisturizer and stuff? Mm. And guys, I only do this during the pandemic. Though before that, I don't think I was like this. So. Oh, okay. Is <laughs> that you, you as a guy? Uh-huh. You have a skincare routine. Jira always keeps trying to tell me to have a skincare routine. She keeps yes. she, she's she's kind of like my stylist. You know, in, yes. And in yes. in some some ways, you know, like she helps me buy moisturizer and and mask, and and she keeps telling me to use. The the mud mask thing because I have a lot yeah, of black heads. Thank you, Zira. Yeah, so like she keeps telling me and then that she look at my nose and then say that, ah, you still don't wear mask. Pakai lah. Okay, 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 fine. Moisturize. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I've started moisturizing my skin because of her. Yeah. Zira's gonna be mad. You always like reference her in every podcast. <laughs> Diana, you're vegan. Do you use like vegan products and stuff? My skincare is so simple though. Much I'm like, I use very minimal product yeah i use like natural products some oil based stuff yeah a bit of moisturizer here and there but i'm not very diligent to be honest so like your skincare routines like you, you're inspiring me <laughs> to up my skincare routine game <laughs> message to all dancers out there take care of your skin we we need to look good on like dance videos and stuff hey okay, next question what is the best piece of dance advice you've ever gotten a bit deep like this one Jay. not that deep like, but okay best piece of dance advice i've gotten is definitely not generalizing everything 
especially mm-hmm. in my case I always see myself as this like oh I'm from a you know maybe small country you know when I go out I get a bit intimidated and scared so I feel like nah all of that really doesn't matter it's just about you giving yourself a chance it's about you studying the environment you know doing your own research and you educating yourself you know you adding value to your value your personality your personal goals knowing what you want knowing what you want to achieve you know and things like that like I feel like it's a personal thing so I feel like mm. it really applies in dance what do you want people to remember about you as a uh, dancer no expectations love for me I think I just want to do what I can do and I just want to contribute what I can to this industry and I hope to be accepted by the society <laughs> nothing much I would say just I hope I can give more all right which of the four Chris's is more handsome oh. <laughs> uh, Chris Hemsworth Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, or Chris Pine? Okay, which of the Chris is more handsome, you say? Yep. Mm, I would say Chris Martin. <laughs> Chris Martin, yeah. I'm just kidding. Wait, wait, wait. He's married, okay? He, he's married. He's dancing is so handsome. He has a baby. Like, he's a daddy. He has a baby. He's married. <laughs> to answer your question, Isa, I would, you know, like, if, you know, Chris Martin, you know, I would say Chris Pine, you know, I think he's my cousin. Oh, uh, you're a Chris Pine girl. Okay. Yeah, Chris Martin, though, guys. Can we agree on that? Okay. All right. Chris Martin. Okay, Chris Martin. The dancer, eh? Not the Oh. Not the 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 Coldplay <laughs> when you're leasing it. The Coldplay, wow, <laughs> right. Do you think our OGs are doing enough for the dance scene? Um, yes, I would say yes. Of course, I think they have done a lot for us. But sadly, like for me personally, I feel like no one has really take up or take care of what they've left behind. Like you know, I feel like they have done their part and they have done what they can. You know, and like raise awareness and stuff like that. But I feel like you know we kind of just left it there in this new generation. I feel like we also need to take the responsibility to take action, lah. You know, to continue the effort instead of like restarting again it feels like our industry sometimes the hamacha hilang the you know the, the wilderness of like the excitement of things and somehow we are going back like we are doing the things what they have already done you know mm. instead of stepping up the game or upgrading things so I feel mm. like we're just repeating what we whatever they've done right mm. instead mm. of working together with them you know so you know we we the young guns you know we <laughs> we gotta step up our game a little bit more and connect you know like both sides are like the OG and the UG you know like we we should meet in between you know come together <laughs> and what does you know we always just like it's similar to Malaysia's infrastructure like we build 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 but then we tak maintain it's quite spot on Diana <laughs> interesting thing actually I want to in, in UK when I was in the UK I went to Nottingham and um, I met this 70s dancing star from Malaysia Ah, she's a we call her Madam Mazia she's living in Nottingham she is a friend of I'm sure you guys know Sir Joseph Gonzalez yep mm-hmm. so like they were in you know like they grew up kind of together lah. so they, they're friends and she told me like her stories and experience and the struggles of her generation you know trying to be accepted by the society in Malaysia back then and like um, she has this dance troupe where it's called Nade Budaya mm-hmm. uh, they mostly do traditional dance 
back then but uh, they were mostly like financed by DBKL at that time uh, she was talking about how when she was in Malaysia like the dance scene like everyone was trying to perform at Istana Budaya like Istana Budaya was like the place where dancers focused to apa tu like achieve their dreams and fame at Istana Budaya like that and mm-hmm. whereas now you know like it's different you know when I heard all of that I'm like wow it's different from now I feel like our dancing now dah macam lah, of course because of the mm-hmm. now in the future right <laughs> yep. but like it's interesting to hear lah from her side especially when she said that they were not accepted by the society I was like ooh Aww. that must have been hard yeah that was interesting so like all, all our OGs uh, they have really I guess passed away for us in a way now it, we don't have to face through all of that and you know, go through that do you think you are an OG? <laughs> wow <laughs> Oh, this no, no, it's no. I am not an OG. Why not? No. <laughs> I have not done enough. Like, although I've been dancing for a long time, but I, I know I can contribute more, and I haven't given my all yet. I've been but dancing for like over two decades, lah. Actually, yeah, exactly. Some of the If you consider yeah. your ballet experience you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I consider that side. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah. But I would say I went like, I think I went professionally into dance maybe when I was 17, 18. Like also, I think Bujay said he, he started dancing at what, 17 eh? Yeah, yeah, 18. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was around the same age for me like when I kind of mm-hmm. knew that, okay, this is where I want to do this profession. You know, I, I asked that question because actually a lot of girls look up to you like as a, I don't know, a role model and a positive builder of, of great things, you know, especially within our own small dance community. You know, with that being said, you know, what will you do with that influence and girl power for our local dancing? We've already said that there's so many things that we need to fix in our local dancing. What will you do with your influence, your power and your following? Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you, Isa. Like, thank you for the perception. But I don't think I really <laughs> deserve that. <laughs> I I know, like I said, la, I think I have a lot more to give and I know I haven't given my all even now. I wouldn't blame the pandemic, but I know I can offer a lot more and I wish I can. So I'm working towards that. You know, I really want to help the dancers and the industry. So that's one of the reasons why I still want to keep learning I still want to learn like more insight so that I can help the industry in a way so we can get hopefully more recognition more more mm-hmm. structured organizations and hopefully our levels lah, like our levels can be pushed up way more so I hope mm-hmm. I can give more can you like just like just give us like a small share or like sneak peek of like what your future plans on achieving that are we can't wait to see great stuff from you okay, I, I wouldn't say I have a solid plan or anything like that but mm-hmm. I do I do wish to like I think as a dancer obviously you know we all want to have studios and stuff like that but at the same time I know I don't just want to come in and you know open another studio but mm-hmm. I do really want to understand what we need as like in the dancing more and then see where I can work from there but okay. honestly I think it, I would say for me at this time I'm very focused more towards my own personal goals at the moment I still want to seek redemption of what I want in life <laughs> <laughs> I want to put a lot more value in my career once I'm very solid on what I want to do and 
and I'm very confident on that and then I'll give that a go. I just want to say like I'm very thankful with the dancers and my teachers like in Malaysia who has influenced me a lot before you know um, they were a great influence on me I think if it's not because of them I wouldn't think of even doing this as a profession you know mm-hmm. yeah the dance teachers in Malaysia from the start so highly really teacher Suraya teacher Cindy like these were all my ballet teachers uh, Datin Jane JS Wong I, I haven't talk to them in a while and then um, my most recent ballet teacher before I don't know if you guys have heard but it's um, her name's Wan Chin she's a Malaysian but she was in Japan and she was in America before she mm-hmm. came back and she opened like I think the first ballet company here in Malaysia she does this production in Istana Budaya like uh, ballet shows and she brought down like uh, all the principal dancers from overseas and come to perform at Istana Budaya and oh I was so inspired like she was such a like I would say Wanchin is like one of my biggest inspirations uh. what she's doing for the ballet scene here alongside all of the other teachers and more and Reno oh Reno is a Japanese dancer who moved here she's teaching now so they are one of my biggest influences uh. and they really helped me uh, mold my goals to become who I want to become I actually just realized that we don't actually get a lot of female guests on the show we've only done male guests right what? Oh. Ah. Go. Right? Yeah, so I, I, I really want to ask, you know, like uh, from the perspective of like uh, a female dancer, you know, girl mm-hmm. dancer, if you will, you know, on the topic of girls in the community, uh, we do know that there are some unsavory cases, you know, involving mm-hmm. uh, dance teachers or maybe like uh, studio owners with their staff or even like female dancers. I won't get into it in such detail because I feel like that warrants its own episode. Uh, it's okay. actually our very first episode. Mm-hmm. If any of you guys want to listen to it. Yeah. But uh, on the topic of girls in the community, you know, like what are some ways that you, we can make it a safer place for girls to grow as dancers in? I think the most important thing is awareness for girls. And I would say in two different aspects, like one, they need to be more open-minded in a way where, because dance is very broad and like in dance, you need to, like I said, like educate yourself in terms of, because we have a lot of partnering in dance, you know, especially like Latin dancing or pas de deux in ballet. It's a lot about like giving consent. So like, especially in ballet, like when I used to do pas de deux, uh, you know, the, because you kind of need to try and sometimes Bindutu gets a bit uncomfortable. So it's about giving like, okay, um, you and your partner, Chantau, you kind of know boundaries and from there you work with, you know, understanding. La, I would say that's, you need to know when someone is taking advantage. Yeah, I think that's a very key point. Thank you for bringing it up. Oh, no, yeah. Because I know some people are just like, oh, yeah, yeah, do, do whatever. And then I know, you know, some people can get very uh, manipulative and they're like, oh, no, I'm supposed to do this. Whereas, you know, there's no such thing in dance partnering where you cross boundaries and stuff like that. So educating yourself in that sense is quite important. Have you ever felt like you've been taken advantage of or uh, misappropriately uh, treated in that way in the past as you're, you know, working mm-hmm. or studying? I would say yes. <laughs> yes, but I knew what I was doing. So like, I was very much aware of partnering and when the other party or what when they kind of say like oh can we do this and that and I'm like wait a uh-huh. second you know I, I can tell that it's a 
it like this is already not partner work this is like I know you know you, I can kind of feel so I stop Bella so I'll be like I know that it was gonna happen I see so okay. like I'm thankful that I know I, I'm thankful for my teachers and stuff that I kind of know where the boundary is at so that's why I really hope that the girls will stand up for themselves but okay this is another thing I think for me especially in here maybe here I don't know maybe not here but like society like we really shouldn't believe the taboos by the society especially like when it comes to uh, guys who always take advantage of girls and stuff like that. it really can happen anyway mm-hmm. so it's just you kind of need to know lah any future projects from you that we should look out for future plans i'm going to be honest with you guys i think at this moment i think I, i've mentioned this earlier i'm very focused on my personal goals at the moment there are things that i want to achieve on my own first but there are of course i that, that i have a lot of dreams okay, dreams uh, like goals that i also want to achieve maybe No, like you say, seismic 4.0 and stuff like that. Yes, definitely in my list, but we shall see. <laughs> I might fly back to the UK. I might fly back because we do, we get to use our student visa. So I think I really want to make full use of that. And yeah, and hopefully in the future, like to my students and to the community here back home, hopefully can spark some interest for the people here in Malaysia to get involved in dance more and to understand dance. We hope to bring in more opportunities and possibilities <laughs> how can people find more about you online I'm mostly active on Instagram at Aishamarisa underscore <laughs> yeah you can find me on Instagram and all my social mm-hmm. platforms um, I'm also on Twitter TikTok I'm working on hopefully my own profile for websites but that's gonna take a while but yeah you can find me on the socials and hit me up any any oh, last words so. for our listeners yes guys to everyone that's listening <laughs> to this podcast first of all I wanna uh, say thank you so much for Shoes Off No Cat for having me I think they are doing such great things for the community you know oh. all these conversations going so please support all of these platforms and you know get yourself engaged and connected with the community I, I just want to say sorry if I said anything that's offensive or ada benda tak kena I'm so sorry but um, I'm so thankful to be here to be able to talk with uh, Izas and Diana and Sean's here as well so yeah and keep on dancing don't ever give up you know it's it's a choice you know online learning is it's just online learning <laughs> we can we can get over this especially to all the dancers out there who's very serious about dancing like mm-hmm. you know train hard you can do it to the to people who are interested in dance like please keep supporting the art I know especially in Malaysia we really do need that now people will see dance as more of a you know profession than just a hobby for the dancers please support one another <laughs> it's time for us to unite especially after this pandemic you know it's game on y'all <laughs> yeah let's do it yeah. <laughs> thanks guys thank you thank you Alright, that wraps up our conversation with Shah. We hope you've learned something from this episode. For me, I'm inspired by how Shah put aside excuses and made things work for her. So let's all make the best of what we have. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and on your IG story to spread the word out. Thanks so much for listening. Stay healthy and keep dancing!
Oh, guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Oh, I think the battery went down. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Um. Wait. Yeah. One side is dead. Oh my god. Okay. Hold on. Let me put it back in the charger. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Hello. What she's doing for the ballet scene here mm-hmm. is, is 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 what? Oh my god, we oh lost no. her. <laughs> 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 <laughs>